God bless you all. My name is David Ewan, and this is the Resurrection Center. Thank you for being patient with us during this time of, uh, of difficulty, as uh, most of you have to be at home. But we thank you for joining us at the Resurrection Center. Um, our website is resurrectioncenterspringfield.org. Our radio is resurrectioncenterradio.com. And our sister station is thecaveradio.com. Again, my name is David Ewan. I am here by the permission of our pastor, high priest of the house, and the spiritual mayor of Springfield, Pastor Jose Martinez, and his uh, wonderful wife, uh, Pastor Melly Martinez. And we're under the covering of our apostles from Marking the Difference, uh, Apostle Enrique and Apostle Lourdes. And I thank you all for joining us tonight. Our title tonight is Embrace the Unity and Maturity in the Body of Christ. And where you are at home, I'll ask you all to stand as I read the word. Uh, I'm going to be talking, uh, for the moment, Leviticus chapter 4, verse 1. And for those reading at home, it's Leviticus chapter 4, verse 1. And I'll read it. Um, as a prisoner for the Lord, then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. And I pray, dear Lord, I thank you for this word. I pray that this word that I'll be presenting tonight is only from you, Lord. I pray that what is presented tonight is instilled to those that are listening. And we ask for this in Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord in your home. So our primary discussion tonight is going to be Ephesians 4. We're going to be talking about Ephesians 4. You'll see me talk about other scriptures as well. Um, so let's talk about what Ephesians 4 means. I'm going to give you a brief overview of what Ephesians 4 is. Uh, chapter 4 describes both the unity of believers and the new hope which Christians have in Jesus. That's the general purpose of it. So the Apostle Paul urges his people to live according to the calling they have received as believers. And the maturity is important because that's what we're going to be talking about today. Maturity is important because it keeps believers from being up and down in their life. We want to be more consistent with our walk uh, with God. It also helps us avoid being deceived by false teachings. The second part of Ephesians 4 is, uh, is important because it focuses on the new life believers have in Christ. Believers are to no longer live <coughs> sinfully. So we're going to learn about that tonight. So let's let's do that. The first thing I want to talk to you about is a little bit about me. What's happened with me. There was a time in my past where I was cold in my spiritual heart. And that was before I was married. Um, my wife prayed for me. After we got married, she prayed that I would attend the church that at the time we would go. So she would go to the church, and I'd be staying at home. I was the guy who said, I'm too busy. I would be having beers. I would be having sleeping pills with those beers. And multiple times, and some of you might know this from the men's meeting back in February, that multiple times I nearly caused accidental suicide. So I used to be, I could have been, I should say, I could have been a statistic. 
So I, I, there was certain struggles in my family. There were certain struggles uh, in my household that I caused. Um, and that needed to change. There was a time that my wife said, I'm not going to talk to my husband anymore. I'm going to put it in God's hands. Um, so I was one of the empty chairs in the church that we would go to. I was one of those empty chairs. My wife would look at it and she'd pray and say, my husband's going to be here one day. And so a lot happened. Um, one day, my wife says, uh, I'm going to go to church now. And I said, I'll go with you. So she walks out to the car, and lo and behold, I'm following her. <laughs> and here we are today. So there's a reason for these empty chairs in our churches. And, and I'm not talking about the coronavirus situation. I'm just talking about the attendance spiritually. There's a reason why um, people, many people, are like the way I used to be, okay? Uh, people deny the authority of wisdom. What's wisdom? That's the experience of knowledge. And I wouldn't listen to that. And where can you get that? It's from what you learn from the Bible and in, in church, okay? So wisdom... It's the experience from knowledge. People would prefer to speak from the foundation of ignorance. I'll raise my hand. I was one of those people. I would speak from ignorance. That was me. That was me. So, ignorance is not knowing. I didn't know what I thought my wisdom was. That's because I didn't have wisdom. Okay? So when we speak from the foundation of ignorance, we speak fake news. So often I have to sit back and let the runaway train wreck happen. And I need that runaway train wreck. Now that I'm on the other side, I understand that I have to watch that happen. And have to help guide people come to the right decisions. Some people learn best from making mistakes. Some people think they're a hot shot. How do I know that? Because I was a hotshot. So the Bible is based on experience from the foundation of knowledge. What? What's that? What did you say? I'll say it again. The Bible is based on experience from the foundation of knowledge. What is that? Oh, that's wisdom. So that's what we're talking about today. Okay? So we're going to learn a little bit about the word embrace. We've been seeing some of the, the classes we've had here and some of the services on Sunday. We've been talking about embrace. So as I said before, our title tonight is Embrace the Unity and Maturity in the Body of Christ. So let's talk about what we can do. The Christian church is under an increasing attack from the world both here in America and abroad. The churches are being destroyed and Christians are being killed all over. I know that. I witnessed it. Uh, there was a missile from Yemen that went over to the southern border of um, Saudi Arabia. Uh, and I heard it. I was talking with a man and I heard it. And, and the man said, and he's Christian, and he said that probably went to my children's school. So three kilometers away. So two miles. Okay. 
but that's not the kind of turmoil I'm talking about. Here in America, we face a different attack. It's within the church. Did you hear me say that? It's within the church. Okay? So people are not embracing their future given by God. Why? Because they don't know that the Bible is based on experience from the foundation of knowledge. And I can say that because I used to be one of those people. So people are asking the question when they're trying to figure out where's God? Sometimes you've asked yourself that. Where's God? And I've asked the question, where's God? And that's the big question. Where's God? I'm going to shake my finger at you. That's not the question. The question is, where are you? Where are you? That's the question. See, the Bible gives us free will. It teaches us that. If you are looking at the Bible, the Bible tells you the things you should be doing and the things you should not be doing. And early on in the Old Testament, you see Moses with the Ten Commandments. Later on, we see the book of Romans that is very strict in terms of what you should do and not do. Okay? We learn a complicated book when we come to our church and we're led by our spiritual father, Pastor Jose, to the Resurrection Center. By these teachings, we learn the understanding what is right and what is wrong, what is intended for us to live. God teaches us what we are in humans. If we follow those procedures, if we follow those principles, if we follow what is written in the Word, and the word is his promise. Then we see changes in our lives. That's called a manifestation. What is that manifestation? That's God. <laughs> That's God. So it's that change in your life, the goodness in your life. That's God. That's how you see God. So, um, so how do you want to see God? Read the Bible. How do you want to learn more about God? Read the Bible. Do you want to know what coronavirus is all about? Read the Bible. You don't believe me? You laugh? I'll tell you. Let's be real. Leviticus chapter 11, verse 9 through 12. I'll say it again. Leviticus chapter 11, verse 9 through 12. Of all the creatures living in the water of the seas and in the streams, you may eat any that have fins and scales. But all the creatures in the seas or streams that do not have fins and scales, whether among all the swarming things or among all other living creatures in the water, you are to detest. Look at your neighbor and say, detest. And since you are to detest them, you must not eat their meat and you must detest their carcasses. Anything living in the water that does not have fins and scales is to be detestable to you. So in Wuhan, China, they're making a nice cup of tea with a little mint leaf and a snake head. Okay, how do I know that? There's a person I know, his name is Tim, that's the English name, he's from Wuhan University of Technology. Did you hear me say Wuhan? 
That's where it all started. So Tim is a person I know who was here in Boston a year ago. He was brought back to uh, Wuhan because he attends uh, his third year at the Wuhan University of Technology. He loves the hamburgers in Boston. He doesn't know what the hamburgers are made out of in Wuhan. That's a true story. So I, I see it face to face. So we just learned what the cause is. How did we learn what the cause was? We read the Bible. Isn't that a novel thought? Read the Bible and you can find out what's going on. Would you like to know the solution? Wow, we would like to know the solution. I'll read the solution to you. Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 13 through 14. Again, Second Chronicles chapter 7, 13 through 14. The Bible again has answers. When I shut up the heavens so that there is no rain or commands locusts to devour the land or send a plague among my people, COVID-19, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. So what does that scripture tell us? What does Second Chronicles chapter 7, uh, 13 through 14 tell us? Be humble. Pray. What does pray mean? Talk to God. Number three, seek God. Repent. That means turn away from your wicked ways and go towards the principles that the Bible is guiding us. And with that, be forgiven. That's Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 13 through 14. That's the idea. We need to embrace what we learn from the Bible. The Bible has the answers to our questions. See, but the problem that we have in the church is that, um, and I'm not the first one to say this, so I'm about to say something you've heard before, certainly in this congregation here at the Resurrection Center. Um, is, is this is not a church of entertainment. This is not a church of entertainment. Okay? Um, the world is looking towards Christian faith and learning the Bible is to understand what is happening. So what do you want? Entertainment? Let me show you entertainment. This is the entertainment you're going to get. So if you don't want our entertainment, do not come to the resurrection center. That's the only entertainment you're going to get. You're going to get serious word, serious education, because what we bring here with the word are leaders. Amen. That's right. That's what we're doing. Okay? So God wants you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. I just realized I didn't get an applause for that play. <laughs> and the only reason why I asked for that applause, that will be the only entertainment you're going to get. There will be nothing else. Maybe a few jokes from the pastor, but that's about it. God wants you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. 
of the calling you have received. Did, did you hear me use past tense? You have received a calling. That's right. And what we learn in our congregation is how to receive it and become worthy of it. Did you hear me that? We need to be worthwhile to our calling. We all have a calling. So we need to understand that. Now I'm going to talk to you about Ephesians chapter 4. We, we introduced that. That's going to be our topic tonight. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1 through 3. As a prisoner for the Lord, then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Say the word worthy. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity, say unity, unity, unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. And again, that's Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1 through 3. So let me break it down. See, that's what I do with Scripture. I'm going to break it down so that we can understand what, what is it we're talking about. Number one, be humble. Okay, I'm not going to use the dictionary term. Forget the dictionary term. What does being humble mean? It ain't about you. That's right. It ain't all about you. Okay? The other one, gentle. What does that mean? Again, I'm not using the dictionary definition. Lose the attitude. Patience. Take your time. Don't worry. The earth is still spinning. That's right. Bearing with one another in love. I'm going to repeat that again. Do you hear me? Amen. Bearing one another in love. Right. So what does that mean? Two things. Trust and communication. That's right. Trust and communication. Let your yeses be yeses. Let your noes be noes. Trust in others. Trust in yourself. So again, I'm going to tell you once again, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 3. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. So what does that mean? What are we talking about here with that? That means we're, we want to embrace the Holy Spirit so that we can be on one accord and in fellowship. Why do, why do you think we have a church? Why do you think we have a congregation? Why do you think we have a church family? Because it makes sure that when a pastor leads the congregation, we're all moving together in one accord. That's the purpose of that. So, this is what you can do. In this world of anti-Christian bias, each of you needs to keep your eyes on one Lord, on our Lord. So how do we do that? See this? That's a mouth. Talk. Talk to the Lord. You don't need to read a script. Talk to the Lord. Lord, I am here. What do you want me to do? Where am I in the kingdom? Show me, Lord. Reveal to me, Lord. It doesn't have to be a fancy prayer, but be there for the Lord. That's the easy part. You thought that was the hard part, right? That's, that's the easy part. The hard part is listen. Because you've got to make sure that the Lord has the time to talk back to you. That's right. 
Okay? So, the next thing. Each of, your, uh, each of you needs to keep your eyes in the one faith. Once again, that's another reason why we have a congregation. Okay? Read the Bible. Read the Bible. Now, I'm a tech guy. For some of those that walk with me, you know, I'm sort of a tech guy. Um, so what my wife and I do is we do Alexa, Play Podcast, Resurrection Center of Springfield. And you can hear all of the messages from last summer. Um, each of you can uh, listen to ResurrectionCenterRadio.com or TheKRadio.com, of course, uh, Facebook. Um, there's a lot of messages that are provided, but also there's audio on Bible. So there's many different ways to access the Bible. BibleGateway.com. So everyone has a Bible, and also the apps on your phone. Each of you needs to seek unity being knit together in a close group. Again, this is right, what, the fourth time I'm talking about fellowship and being in a church family? There's a reason for that. So it's a community. It's a fellowship. It's a family. So you wonder, okay, Dave, that sounds great. So Dave, how do I do that? How do I do that? Well, I'm going to tell you how you do that. And I'm going to make it simple. See, I don't like to make things complicated. I've got to make it simple. Okay? Why? Because I need to understand it for myself. So I'm going to show you. So how do we do that? Stand up. So if you're at home, stand up. So what you do is with your hands, you reach up, you reach in, and you reach out. Did you hear me say? It's all reach. You reach up, you reach in, and you reach out. It's funny uh, seeing the people imitate me. They're doing it with one hand. I'm holding a microphone. It's probably with two hands. I can imagine people at home. What's he doing with his left hand? Reach up, reach in, reach out. Okay, so let's talk about, and have a seat now. So sit at home, sit back in your couch. So let's talk about reaching up. What does that mean? To reach up to God, when you wake up in the morning, pray. My beautiful wife is here with me tonight. We wake up early in the morning, because I start early in the morning, and we pray together. We pray together and speak with God. At night, before we go to bed, we'll have our cups of chamomile tea, and we pray and we speak to God at that time as well. Okay? We also study the Bible. One of the ways you study the Bible is you read it. That, that's a, what, what a novel idea, read the Bible. That's probably the third time that I mentioned that. Read the Bible. Um, we've talked before about thekradio.com. If you go to thekradio.com, you'll see Bible 101. That's all 66 Bibles of the books summarized. It's all in six, uh, done in six hours. All of the books. It's on thekradio.com. Um, Wednesday night. 
We're back to the normal attendance. Wednesday night, we have classes. You're watching it now. Uh, we learn from the Bible. And we read from the Bible as well. And you can also listen to the Bible. So we're praying and we're reading the Word. That's the reaching up. Now we're going to talk about reaching in. People don't like reaching in. So I've got, I got to break it to you slowly. People don't like reaching in because people don't like it when God comes in here because that's where the dirty closets are, okay? So people don't like that. So I'm going to tell you, we reached out to talk to God. Now we, the second one is to reach in. So let's talk about what's supposed to be there. Let's talk about what's supposed to be there when you reach in. You're supposed to show the fruits of the Spirit. That's what's supposed to be there. I'm going to read some scripture. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 through 23. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 through 23. And this is about the fruits of the Spirit. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And against such things, there is no law. There is no law. So, so what does that mean? I listed nine fruits of the Spirit. And we talked about this dirty closet inside of us when we're reaching in. Well, if I'm going to put those fruits of the, of the Spirit inside of me via the Holy Spirit, I, I can't put everything in there. So I can get rid of that dirt and that dust. And i got to have that clean stuff come in. So that's why we reach up first to talk to God. Then we reach in. And then, the other one, remember, to reach up, reach in, and then reach out. Let me talk about reaching out. We are a community in the body of Christ. Visitors need to be welcomed and encouraged. Again, visitors need to be welcomed and encouraged. We're a community in the body of Christ. I'm going to read another scripture to you. Matthew chapter 7, verse 12. Matthew chapter 7, verse 12. So in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. For this sums up the law and the prophets. That's reaching out. I'm going to read that again. So in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. For this sums up the law and the prophets. So what have we learned? Reach up, reach in, reach out. So let's talk about what we can do. What can we do now? In Leviticus chapter 11, in Leviticus chapter 4, verse 11 through 13. I'll say that again. Leviticus chapter 4, verse 11 through 13. We learn a lot. Remember, we read Leviticus chapter 4, verse 1 through 3. Now I'm going to cover 11 through 13. Leviticus chapter 4, 11 through 13. So Christ himself gave the apostles the prophets, 
the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers. By the way, that's the fivefold ministry. To equip his people for works of service. Look to your neighbor and say, works of service. So that the body of Christ may be built up until all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attain to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. And again, that's Leviticus chapter 4, verse 11 through 13. This unity that the Apostle Paul is speaking of is for a reason. What do you think that reason is? Maturity. Let me say that again. Tonight we're learning about maturing. Look to your neighbor and say, maturing. Maturing. Very good. So what we what that scripture showed us is the structure of the church. Why did we need to know the structure of the church? The structure of the church tells us what the church family is made of. Did you hear me say the word family? Because that's what God wants us to be, a family. And he gave it a specific structure. The other thing is he wants us to be equipped to offer service to Christ. Equipped. How does one become equipped? You have to get the tools and the resources. How do you get the tools and the resources? You have to study the Bible. You have to be led by your pastor. You need the guidance. You need the tools. That's what you need. So we need to be equipped to offer service to Christ. Not to myself. Not to yourself. But to Christ. Why? Because that's the body of Christ. That's the head. The third one is we want to be building up faith in Christ. The more we reach up, reach in, reach out, we will continue to build our faith in Christ even stronger. With that being said, we reach a common unity in Christ. In closing, I want to thank my pastors for giving me the permission and the instruction to speak to you tonight, not only here, but also uh, online. Uh, I also give thanks to God for the revelation of today's word. We will embrace the unity and maturity in the body of Christ. So, dear Lord, I pray that we will receive this word that has been bestowed on us tonight. I pray that we will be able to reach up and reach in and reach out so that we will begin to embrace you, Lord, and to embrace the body of Christ in the way that you want us to be. And Lord, I pray that we are able to reach the calling that you have already given us, but we become worthy of that calling. I ask for this in Jesus' name. So I thank you. I bless you. Uh, my name is David Ewan. This is the Resurrection Center. Our website is www.resurrectionspringfield.org. Our radio stations are www.
www.resurrectioncenterradio.com and also www.thekradio.com. My name is David Ewan, and this is the Resurrection Center. May God bless you. In closing thought, before we uh, pray and we leave this building, I just want to uh, uh, give you guys uh, something to for you guys to study, especially now that you guys are growing in your faith. And what I mean by growing, every day we're growing. The, the book of Ephesians is my favorite book in the whole Bible. And that book is the same book as the book of Joshua in the Old Testament. In the Old Testament, okay. I want you to understand that where God is taking you, it requires for you to be structured. Amen. Being structured is very difficult. It's just like discipline. Amen. But structure gives you a foundation and a firm standing in your beliefs and in your truth. And in the times that we are living in. The challenging times that we will be in the challenging times that we are living, your faith is going to be challenged in more ways than one. Okay? 